0: Everybody, this is the Simpson Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt. We are here to talk about the Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic, Robbie. I'm thinking about hammering myself in the head after watching this.
0: Don't do that, Matt. Don't do that. Don't hurt I know. I know. Take care of your head. It's, a, it's the thing that will the thing that lasts the longest on you. The other parts of your body will slowly degrade, and your head will be the last thing to go. Usually. Uh, hi. Hello listeners friends we are brought to you by Sports on patreon you can support us by going to patreon.com slash the simpsons show for only two dollars a month you get access to a bunch of bonus material a bunch of I don't know, hundreds of them at this point minisode mini reviews of rick and morty current new simpsons episodes king of the hill bob's burgers bonus episodes for four to five years once a month Sometimes once for a while we were doing two months, and then we stopped doing that because we were we realized we were mortal men, uh we can't keep up that pace. But there's they're there. There's a lot of them. You should go check it out. Um, this week's episode, speaking of hammers, is please Homer don't hammer them. Episode H A B F twenty originally aired September twenty fourth two thousand and six. Written by Matt Warburton, directed by Mike B Anderson and Ralph Sosa received a 5.9 rating with 9.7 million viewers. Um man, I have a we this is a this is a technicality. I want I need your input on this. Okay. There there is a chalkboard gag, but it is in the episode and this is it you know, we see Skinner literally do it in the, in the episode. Oh, that counts as a couchboard gag. Does it a couch, the, chalkboard gag? Couchboard does it count as a chalkboard gag or no? Mm-hmm i
1: would say no unless it's you know in the opening credits it doesn't count as a uh, chalkboard
0: gag okay then this is not a chalkboard gag but we will be we'll mention it later on uh the couch gag the couch is replaced by a vending machine filled with various characters ralph uh, wiggum selects a homer figure and eats its head this i like this this is cute this is a fun it is it's it's a oddly creative it shows character like that's fun it uses it's not even just like random nonsense it's actually like oh it's ralph and he's doing a ralph thing that's character okay uh, this episode <laughs> matt you had mentioned when we you said oh i remember the a plot of this episode being good
1: <sighs> the, i said i remembered it as being oh you know uh interesting i think is the word i i, I said because the idea that oh uh, Marge can't get work as a carpenter because uh of sexism is yeah, okay, sure, that has a good
0: it's a good start <laughs> uh, it's where it goes from there. it's a good start is the the kindest thing you could say about this episode um so we start at the mall uh, and and to be fair the, there is really just this is the inciting incident, so to speak. They go to the mall and there really isn't any other stuff like it's this first act is not just bloated with filler. It's really just there's mall stuff and then we kind of get to the plot. So it's that's not a, a problem. Uh, at least it seems like the show is getting away from dozens of inciting incidents. Thankfully, thankfully, yes. This is one, this one is basically I
1: wouldn't say right into it, but it's like, OK, you know, we, we start off with The Simpsons in a mall, and then they buy the books and they're off.
0: Yeah, by the time they leave the mall, they basically have started the plot. Um, there is still a lot of time given to the B-plot, so that is worse than filler. The B-plot is actively detrimental to the episode, so I can't give it that. But we start at the mall. Springfield Mall is falling apart, which is its really interesting to me that this is 2006 and this feels like how we i look at malls now not 2006 i mean i guess it's been a long slow decline of the mall as an institution i mean i feel like in 2006 malls were already on this path like if
1: you went to a mall in 2006 you're like ah. you know the department stores are still kind of there but a lot of the like quirkier shops were not anymore uh, there were a lot of empty spots. It wasn't quite this level. Like this level is, oh, this is the mall in the bad part of town, kind of thing, uh, where where no one goes anymore. Uh, this this is that mall.
0: This is the mall that has three stores in it that have managed to keep in business. Everything else is empty. The the food court is the worst food. Um, you go there when you want to go to one of those three stores. So the it's falling apart. It looks in really bad shape. Um, I don't mind this honestly. This is kind of fun. This decrepit mall, and like them encountering aged old items, like this is like a it's not i guess it's it's better than the nonsense that follows. I think that's honestly why I like it more because we we i mean we get uh a, a racist caricature. I think of a Turkish man in the what used to be a j c penny uh Bart goes to an old arcade filled with weird games and cabinets plays triangle wars, uh, which he doesn't know how to play. I like the arcade scene. It's fun. It's, it's the kind of thing that you'd expect from a a 10 year old in 2005 or six or whatever this was. I kind of like nowadays I'm more excited about going to a weird old arcade filled with like weird games than I am to like a new arcade that has like, you know, just a bunch of claw games and, and, and tokens and whatever, um, Homer goes to to a candy store, and this is here. There's always something early on in in these episodes, Matt, that I that set off the red flag. That I go, oh no, uh, okay. So Homer goes to the candy store and buys a log of gummy worms. They've it's they've been in the the in the dispenser so long they've become one solid gelatinous mass. Homer <laughs> bought yeah. It, it's not it is it is gross that's number 1 this is gross but it's worse it gets way worse than just homer buying this and like i i didn't know what i honestly thought oh this will be like uh the sub you know where he kept around it'd be like maybe they keep it around throughout the whole episode and it'd be like that gag where he keeps coming back to it and it's still gross every time or grosser every time or something But they don't do that, Matt, because the next scene, they cut to Homer walking with Marge through the mall, and he's carrying the log on his shoulder like it's literally a log. And -hmm. it's kind of bobbing in the air because it's made out of like gelatin. Marge says you can't have that. You need to get rid of it. So, Matt, tell me what Homer does with that log. I believe he uses his duck like eating
1: abilities to inhale the entire log, which is almost as tall as he is. This is
0: not like this isn't a duck. This is like an anaconda. This is like he just also that. Yeah. He he just shoves it, it yeah, it's like a 5 foot long log that is probably what a foot across, diameter a foot diameter and he just swallows it. Doesn't chew. And you're like I guess Homer's not human anymore. I guess they they have just waved that goodbye. No, it would be funny if we saw him
1: throughout the entire episode taking little bites off of this log. That would have been funny. And it pops up the it's like
0: the sub uh from uh oh I, god, the one word I just Duff, said that Matt. Guard. I just said the sub oh. thing. That's what I just said. I oh. just described that. Oh, okay. Well there you go. It's from that's from uh uh from where they go to Duff Gardens. That's the Duff Gardens right. episode. Um but he just like and it's so and this is the first time I wrote in our notes, what is this? It is, but it's definitely not the last. No, it is absolutely not the last time. I say I write it multiple times, and it's at this point where I'm like, "Oh, is Homer? Homer's obviously not human. That's very clear. Mm -hmm. So what is he? Uh,
1: I believe he is some sort of robot uh, that has replaced Homer and is acting out
0: all of Homer's worst uh, capabilities. See, man, I'm going to go an even darker route. Oh dear, I'm going to say that at this point Homer has been replaced by some sort of alien. Uh, you know, like a, a the thing, some sort of shapeshifter that has a, mm-hmm. a, assumed his form, and therefore, and and th- that explains his change in behavior because it is an alien. It doesn't understand how to be human. It only kind of understands. Uh, he, it observed Homer for a bit and then just kind of just loosely behaved like he what he thinks a Homer is, and that and allows him like it explains why he can absorb so much punishment in the teen seasons. You know why he can sense, yeah. he can get ripped apart and still live. Why he can do these incredible things, like you know, eat a, a five foot log of candy without no, with just swallow it whole like a snake. Like he is clearly he, he. I mean, he could also be a robot. It's it's theoretical, but I like the darker, scarier form where Homer is some sort of alien body horror monster. Um, it That's also true. he's the mirror Homer. He's the I. It's even worse. Like the mirror Homer would still be human technically. It doesn't have facial hair. Well,
1: unless he does come from some weird, uh, you know, mirror dimension where everything is, is basically a a mirror. They're
0: all made of chrome. They're all reflective. You can tell how much we don't like this episode, guys, because we're really digging into this list like this. this Anything this else? Brainstorming exercise. So they we swallow. He swallows an entire log of candy. Now we go to the old bookstore, which is full of old old books. Um, they're all bad. But Homer s- s- sees a, a a time-life carpentry book set, which is just like a full 10-book series on how to build cabinets and and do repairs in your house and make carpentry and chairs and bookcases and blah, 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 blah. There is a long, painful sequence here about how uh, Homer is going to buy it and be a book person and make, and that turns Marge on, and he fakes reading to her, and she likes it. Oh boy! Uh, it's it. This
1: is where we're at. Yes, we're, because, uh, what we know of Marge is that she really enjoys bookish people. That's
0: that's what she's really into. Not, she, not Homer. That's why she married Homer. It's because she loves bookish people. Um, we're we've leave them all to. They got it. They got the book set. This is sets us on our path to the a plot. Um, and as soon as they get back to the house, or they are back at the house at some point, we get our introduction to the b plot.
2: Bart, here's a letter from your school. A fire? I didn't start a fire in the teacher's lounge. I mean, what fire? I mean, a letter from school? Please elaborate. Someone at your school has a life-threatening peanut allergy. Cool. Who is it? The letter doesn't say, but from now on, no peanut products are allowed on school property. Hmm, what's what we've got? Peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Trail mix starring peanuts? Good grief, more peanuts?
1: Hmm
0: good grief more peanuts robbie yeah there's that's that's a joke because marge finds a uh, charlie brown book um she that's what she's
1: get yeah, it's funny because it sounds like it's a, a food product i mean and i'm sure barge is wondering is this not allowed because it does involve peanuts
0: I, I it's fine Matt. i don't know i like i'm very fond of charlie brown and peanuts in general so i'm i will forgive this relatively lame joke um uh, we get Homer watching TV, watching NASCAR, uh, and I don't know NASCAR at this point. There's a joke about like a big flaming ball, bo- a uh, flaming thing of wreckage here, but NASCAR at this point had instituted a lot of really big safety measures that kind of negated a lot of this. There are certainly still big crashes, but they didn't. Cars don't explode. That's more F1 yeah. and Indy cars. Um, whatever. It's not funny. It's really just an excuse. I think someone had a list of bad NASCAR names. And they wanted Harry Shearer to read them. That's all I can. That's all I have. So it's, it's just like the jazz
1: names. In the last episode. It is, it is. Lists of names aren't funny, guys. Here's Sorry.
0: here's some names. Like they can be funny, Matt, but it's hard. You have to try really hard. You can't just throw in guys like oh, their last name. They're the Pecker Brothers, I believe, is one of the. That's one of the jokes. Pecker Brothers. Isn't that funny? hilarious very funny so homer's lazy he doesn't want to do any of the carpentry he has no follow through and yes marge have you met your husband before i don't i don't know um so we marge uh is upset frustrated with homer i guess you could say at this point goes upstairs accidentally breaks her nightstand inexplicably uh doesn't matter because now she goes to the she goes to her book the, the new books they have their time life book Carpentry books and she fixes her nightstand. And Marge feels a sense of accomplishment because she's done, she's, she's, she's fixed something, you know, she's handier. Um, immediately, Matt, by the way, immediately, she's great at carpentry. I would, I want to add, just like last week, part with the drums. There's like, oh, we need somebody
1: to be good at something. All right, they're, they're amazing at it. And Marge is like, really good at it like even better than bart was at the drums because that kind of stuff that march makes like her first birdhouse which is coming up is incredible to the point where i would say i don't think people with
0: years of experience could even do that i'm gonna hear it man i'm gonna take my time and say it's not more impressive than bart immediately becoming an incredible drummer because again have you ever drummed only in rock band which i am not good at no because it's very hard and real drums are ten thousand times harder uh, I was I got some anecdotal evidence where a real drummer watched that episode and was also upset that no one talked about how great Bart immediately was at drumming. But also, this is also Marge going like, "Oh, she's a she's a prodigy. She's incredible at carpentry. She immediately understands it after just le- reading a book." Um, and we see her. We see a montage of her building a birdhouse, a fancy sign, which is not even. It, that's like. That's not really carpet. Is that still carpentry? Is that considered carpentry when you're like actually doing like woodworking? In I the... think it's
1: I mean, I think it's still considered carpentry, but I think we call it woodworking because carpentry is more building something pra- practical. And I think woodworking is more of the creative side.
0: Yeah, because she like makes a really fancy Simpsons sign. She makes a gigantic doghouse that Sam's little doesn't like. Um, she's it's incredible with headboard with carvings in it. Yeah, we don't we don't we we will uh, we will we see Marge suddenly become great at carpentry and Lisa gives her the idea of starting her own carpentry business.
2: Wow, mom, you made all this? It's like you're the Jesus of carpentry. Oh, what a sweet blasphemy. This is a valuable skill. People might even pay you to build things for them. I could start my own carpentry business. I'm already arranging the clip art for the letterhead in my mind. Perfect. Uh, Can I help you, miss? I'm here to fix your bookcase. You answered my flyer. Hmm, yeah. And you're the carpenter. That's right. I see. Uh, not that I have anything against female carpenters, but I have some pictures hanging that you might find um unsavory. Goodbye. A lady carpenter? I don't know. What if you get pregnant and I'm left with half a hot tub? And don't tell me you're infertile. I ain't falling for that again. <clears throat> It's so unfair. I'm as handy as any man. You sure are, sweetie. I love this bed you made. I guess people just expect their carpenter to be some fat guy with his butt cracks showing. (laughs) Homer, your butt just gave me a brilliant idea.
1: Yep, it'll do that. I I just want to point out two things. Uh, One... It's nice to know that Chalmers is not misogynist or whatever. He just has some very uh he's just ashamed. Interesting artwork. He's just, he's just ashamed. ashamed of himself. Which is fine. It's fine. It's okay to be ashamed of yourself. So you probably shouldn't be, but you know, maybe you are. Uh but also this is the one point in this episode that I laughed really hard is when Homer or when March says, "Oh uh, Homer, your butt gave me an idea." He just responds, "Yeah, it'll do that." <laughs> just
0: okay. Um yeah, this is the first time. Literally everyone in this town, everyone in Springfield is a terrible misogynist. Everyone. All of them. That's what it turns out. Every single person. Um, but Marge gets the idea. This is where we cut to. Uh, this is where this is the last scene of the first act where we see Marge's idea, where Marge uses Homer as cover, where they the, the I guess the the people will the the customers will hire homers carpentry business and marge will do the work when they're not looking um which this episode goes off the rails pretty quickly matt but what why like i I, like i don't even know how to like what do i ask like what like why do they do but, but why did they do it this way this doesn't even make sense in this regard like we have frank here and frank's like no i don't want a woman doing my carpentry, that's terrible. Um Yeah,
1: it's so weird especially for Frank.
0: I'm like, why really would Frank cares why, about it? Why does Frank care? Um but they are you telling me that Homer's in people's houses? Like in this case for Frank he's putting he's installing a dog door. Which you'd have to take the door off the hinges to do that. Um he would which that very quickly tells me that no one on the Simpsons writing staff has ever install a dog a dog door um, or
1: or and, and this is this is a possibility
0: robbie they just don't care oh uh, that's also that's the problem is that normally i would say that's that's in crazy why of course they care this is their job they want to make good episodes. but i've watched the past few seasons of the simpsons and no of course yeah that's very cl- that's a very good that could be the answer is they don't care this one they just gave they they thought They needed Frank to have something that needed work. That's the first thing they thought of. They went, what's funny? A toy cup poodle. That's what we're going to do. But you're telling me, Matt, this is, and this is not, this is, like, this is already after where Homer has literally swallowed a five foot log of candy, which is not physically possible. So maybe they don't, they just, they want to get, disabuse themselves from all senses of reality. But are you telling me that every time that Homer is hired, and Marge uses him as cover, that they go into these people's houses. And in some cases, it, like we see in the first scene in the next act, building a gazebo. Massive structure. A lot of work. Mm-hmm. Hours and hours and hours of work. Not one time does anyone notice that it's Marge doing the work. Well, no, because Homer just sits
1: nearby, and as soon as anyone comes near, they switch spots, and Marge hides in the giant toolbox. What if they look out? still not big enough to hold all the tools a carpenter would need.
0: What if they look out their window? Uh, no windows. Uh, Marge does all of her work completely hidden from view. What if people will walk by on the sidewalk? Because literally, this scene takes place on a front porch or drive by, mm. and they see Marge, they are doing work. It's a good question, Robbie. Maybe the writer should have asked these questions. I. It's so stupid. It's. At- Base like this is not a bad idea, Matt. Where like, oh yeah, the the people don't take Marge seriously as a carpenter because she's doing manly work, and you can examine that and pull it apart and pull apart why Marge feels certain ways and why Homer is feels certain ways about all these. You know, there's like you said, it's not a bad idea, but right here, this is I like I, I don't you don't need to like pick this apart to see how this doesn't make any sense, and they're immediately like, no, it's like a magician. Marge hides inside the toolbox. I'm like. I am immediately this is the dumbest thing, guys. This is so dumb. Uh, but Mar- Yeah, it's
1: like how hard would it be for them to just say, "Oh, yes, I built it at the house and then brought it over
0: and delivered it." I mean, just Or you just have Homer as the as the the person who talks to everyone and like thinks and they act like he's doing the work and whenever Marge Marge is just with him as her as his helper and he takes the credit from her directly. You know, and they just go and they dismiss her like, oh, yeah, she just hands me tools. I need things like that holds the ladder, whatever. And you don't have these incredible this incredible consonant dissonance where I'm like, I don't know what's going on. This is not hum- th- this is not reality. Um, uh, We got a commercial seven minutes and 23 seconds.
1: And when we get back, we find out that, yes, even more of Springfield, our horrible misogynist, starting with Kent Brockman.
2: <laughs> a dash of glue, a turn of screw, and a gazebo's built that's perfect for two. Or more. Oh, switch! Uh, 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 and done. Mm-mm. Simpson, you're a master craftsman. Listen, what would you say if I told you a woman did most of the work? I'd have this gazebo torn down and built into a coffin for your manhood. <laughs> Why did my hypothetical scenario scare you so? Uh, like all manly men, I have a vivid imagination.
1: Well said. Let's take off our shirts and wrestle. Uh, there's several seconds of them struggling uh, shirtless, so I I, I I cut that for you guys so you didn't have
0: to hear it. You can thank me later. What but if, yeah. What if we wanted to hear the, the shirtless struggling, Matt?
1: Then you can watch wrestling.
0: I mean I did last night. Hey guys, shout out Sam Punk's back in wrestling. The world is this Simpsons episode is Better terrible, place. but I still I still feel great, all right? Cuz Sam Punk's back. Everyone shout out to all my my peeps. That's I mean that's Christian's thing, but whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. Wrestling's great. Okay, back to the schedule, uh-huh. man. I'm sorry.
1: All right. So, uh after this idiocy, uh we go to the school, uh, school Springfield Elementary where Willie is confiscating all of the peanut based stuff that all the kids have brought to school, despite the fact that they were asked not to, because, you know, kids, they're awful people.
0: Well, I was going to say, of Uh, all the things that happened in this episode, this is the believable thing, where people are like, oh, I don't care. Oh, it might kill a kid? Who cares? I'm bringing peanut butter. I don't care. No. No.
1: Yep. Gotta homeschool all the peanut uh, allergy kids. Uh, Willie is an idiot. Bart basically talks his way into saying that it's the principal, uh, and that a principal could be a man or a woman. Uh, Bart still doesn't get it, I guess, because he follows Willie back to Skinner's office where he delivers the goods or the bads. In this case, Uh Willie gets to eat all of it, of course, because, you know, and then otherwise he's just going to throw it in the trash. And Bart realizes, oh, it's Skinner. He was talking about. Yeah. Why do they have this scene? If it was so obvious that Willie gave it up in the initial confrontation.
0: Hey, Why? Matt. Hey, Matt. Yeah. Every, why this b plot why is this why is this b plot in the episode why did they like, why does this b plot exist it
1: shouldn't even be it's in any episode it's all
0: filler that's what I'm saying. yes it's filler this is all filler it is all filling time i don't know why the a plot needed more time it needed way more development you could have had so much time with marge learning her craft learning how to be a carpenter which makes us more respectful and appreciative of the fact she's good at it when it takes time and effort for her to get good at it and it makes us empathize with her more when she is being dismissed because she's being a woman and being a good carpenter but they instead let us have this these mindless scenes this mindless b-plot where it makes bart look like a psychopath correct i mean you could have had jokes like if they wanted more jokes about this
1: kind of thing uh they could have could have sorry uh th- they could have uh i don't know um I'm trying <laughs> to think <Yeah. laughs>
0: what jokes are there about peanut allergies man? that's the thing of all the things you make a plot about yeah
1: okay Sorry, I was saying that they could have had more jokes about Marge as she learns uh, a carpentry. She sure. could have, oh, made some mistakes, built some stuff wrong and then realized oh, I did this wrong. And you could see her growing at also making funny mistakes. And that would have been
0: funny, depending on who wrote the joke and germane to the plot. I, I like I liked the pile of peanut stuff because, made, I maybe I think I was hungry when I was watching that. So, you know, I was just like, oh, yeah, peanut, peanut butter is good. Peanut stuff is really delicious. I get, I get it. Sorry for all the people it with peanut delicious. allergies. And I feel, yeah,
1: I, I feel really bad for people with
0: peanut allergies. Peanuts are great, but uh, also I mean... there's not like I don't know what jokes you're gonna make about peanut allergies. Like the only way and like any and any time any way you're gonna make these jokes, you're just gonna be punching down on people with people with allergies. And unless you're like there, I've seen bits where a comedian who has the allergies makes jokes about you know having the allergies and how to live their lives and and things like that but then as a person with the allergies making those jokes this is just punching down on people with like medical problems And you're like like and like i know and like it's so i don't know i've heard so many horror stories about people like older people are like oh they don't really have allergies they'll be fine and then they send children to the hospital and you're like oh okay and it's just again i mentioned this in our last episode just cynical dark this whole b plot is just the grossest most bitter dark nihilistic thing where it's just like oh who cares about people isn't this funny we're we're just hurting each other isn't that fun pain suffering torture isn't that hilarious no it's not (laughs) it's not at all uh, Robbie you know as well as I do that hurting other people is hilarious come on now, man. i that's like after a while Matt I think that's I mean what else after we've watched so many of these episodes where these are the jokes where it's just like oh Bart hurts someone that is the joke I don't want to believe that's what the Simpsons writers thinks is funny but after doing after seeing the evidence so many times in a row what else am I supposed to believe yeah that's that's what we have to believe right yeah. now because that's you know Marge goes to Home Depot, Matt. All
1: right. Uh, I was trying to avoid this because I really hate it. But uh, Marge (laughs) goes to Home Depot and she sees some other ladies there. I believe it's Lindsay Nagel and Helen Lovejoy. And what's a nice way to put this? They are awful to her. And I'm going to let you hear how awful.
2: Hello, Marge. Picking up supplies for Handy Homer? It must feel good to know that you're helping. I help more than you might think. Sure you do. You provide food and sexual release for your handy husband. Looks like you broke something. Better call Homer.
1: (laughs) So, as we can see, uh, Marge is not being appreciated for what's going on. Uh, no surprise there because once again, uh, Springfield it turns out is a terrible misogynist hellscape. Uh, which is unfortunate. And Marge this is the point where I think in the episode it's going to get worse. Like this episode has been dumb so far, but it's gonna get much worse because right here, Marge how This is that she what, wants this is what like,
0: this is about ten minutes into this episode, right, Matt? Ten minutes in? About ten minutes, yeah. Yeah, halfway through it this episode goes from bad to worse.
1: Yes, it goes from stupid to this doesn't make any sense. Like, it goes from bad to nonsensical. Because at this point, Marge decides she wants credit. Okay, this was her idea. If she's changed her mind, that's fine. But for some reason, at this point, it switches to, oh, now Homer doesn't want Marge to take credit because he uh, people will see him as emasculated. So instead of being an episode about Marge... And misogyny, it's an episode about Homer not wanting to be embarrassed. They've completely switched what the plot is for no reason? Robbie, think of a reason?
0: No? no? I, Matt, this is a problem that, I've said this before, this is a problem that is solved by a conversation. That's all this is. This uh-huh. I, this issue. Well, this, this,
1: this, is a, this is a problem that, that is solved by a conversation between two adults who know how
0: to communicate their feelings. That's but I mean, that's I mean, I don't want to watch a show where adults act like children, but unfortunately, that's what the Simpsons are now. But I mean, in the golden years, this wouldn't be an episode because Homer and Marge would just have a conversation about it and they would work together. And it would
1: be a sweet conversation where we felt what they feel and we're like, oh, I get it now. I see why this would uh, this would happen. And, you know, they're going to talk it out and you know, love each other. But no.
0: But, like, they're not, they're both, they're, this does the same thing the last week's episode does, where it makes me don't dislike everyone. Like, everyone is the stupidest version of themselves. Everyone is carrying the idiot ball to bring that back. Everyone, every single character in this carries the idiot ball. All of them. Every family member, every, every character, not even just the family members. Like, all the side characters, all the guest characters, they're all terrible misogynists and stupid as hell. Um, but I cannot overstate this enough. Like, This is all Marge's idea. Marge was the person who said, Homer, I want you to take you. I'm going to put you out front. I'm going to do the work behind the scenes and I can continue doing this work. This is all Marge's idea. And guess what? Marge, you are the person doing the carpentry work. You can stop at any point. You do not have to continue doing this. And, it, and the problem is this takes, like you said, Matt, 10 minutes into this episode. This is where we get this scene. And there's until, and Marge doesn't put her foot down for way longer, five, six more minutes, probably of just her being like, like being, arr, 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 I'm upset. I'm like, well, wh-? like, why are you still doing it? Then Marge, you have the power yeah, in this you situation. Have the
1: power to stop this immediately.
0: And to be fair, that, I mean that's all it takes, honestly. If home, because and, and we really and Matt, if they want to pivot this, or or maybe just expand it to not just being about Marge being not being appreciated, not being respected for her abilities, if they want to broaden this into Homer doesn't want to be emasculated, I don't think that's impossible. Like you could do both at the same time. They're both about about how we view masculinity and what that means. But we don't even get a scene where Homer just says this to Marge. All it takes is Homer to say to Marge, "Well, Marge, I, 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 I did this for you to begin with, but now." And we have literally just saw a scene where Homer was like trying to float the idea to Kent Brockman because I and you kind of see it like Homer's like, oh, "What if I told you a woman made this, huh?" And Kent Brockman's like, "No, I." I'd, uh, I'd destroy this beautiful gazebo and build a coffin out of it. Like, would Kit Brock – is Kit Brockman actually going to say, like, I'm going to murder you if you told me a woman made this? Basically. And you're like, okay, well, Homer tried to give Marge credit, but then Kit Brockman got really aggro about it. You're like, okay. I get him not telling the truth in that situation. It's not like Homer – and, like, it gets worse later on. But so far, at this point, Homer – Ha- isn't like bragging about it he is not being like be- like uh, exaggerated about yeah i did all the work ha, ha, ha he's just he's like he's kind of being like like yeah i'm d- i did it he's being more, more like just a nincompoop like a dope and i don't really feel bad for like for marge in this case when it's homer you asked him to do this marge you asked him to do this and you're upset now that he's doing what you asked? It makes you look – I mean, this is, Marge is not a real person. She's a fictional character. The writers make her look like an idiot. And then they pivot. It's not enough, Matt. That's not enough to make her look like an idiot. Then they have to pivot no. so they make Homer also look like an idiot. They have to make them both look like terrible idiots. Yeah, it's like at this point,
1: if Marge decided that she wanted the credit and Homer says no, she just has to walk away. All she has to do is say, okay, fine, I'm not doing it for you. And then if you wanted to make it about Homer, which is a much worse episode, you could. You could say, oh, Homer has to do uh, weird things to try and keep people from noticing that he's bad. He has to hire other people to do his work for him. And it just that makes it about Homer, which is a far less interesting episode, but it doesn't assassinate Marge's character in the way that the rest of this episode does.
0: No. And, I, I mean, I don't know, man. It is, it, this – this I don't even think that they know what they're – like when you when we say oh they're pivoting to make it a homer episode they don't know what they're doing they have no idea this is a, like this is nonsense every single step along the way it's not none of this is realistic this is all nonsense um and it gets worse because like now we have to go to the b plot which somehow is worse than the a plot i don't know how will they do it but they do it they make the b they plot do, worse yeah.
1: it's true um so yeah we go back to the b plot bart is bowling in the school. Uh, and Skinner comes to stop him, and oh God, Bart uses his knowledge of Skinner's allergy to put a peanut on a stick and wave it at him that's 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 how this works. Uh, Skinner is so afraid that he immediately does whatever Bart wants
0: a lot of gross Not, stuff it's all all a, a, gr- of, a gross. lot of gross and physically abusive stuff,
1: yeah I mean it's all the same stuff you would expect from a a ten year old I just Skinner's the principal. Why does he just get Bart kicked out? Tell, say bart no you can't bring that in here if you bring it in again you're suspended you're expelled you know you're obviously showing zero disregard for somebody who
0: has a debilitating condition where's willie like it like if he's so scared of a peanut yeah. he just goes hey willie take this kid out of here yep like yep. what is he yep. going to do with a peanut to willie like that's the, like it's so the, like and this is just like oh we look at it logically like obviously this is not really a threat the skinner but it also, like this, there's a long montage here, one of two long montages with Bart and Skinner, where it's, we get a, a Ramones, we get a Ramones song here, uh, Beat on the Brat, which I, why would you do that to the poor Ramones? I put them, after they have that incredible appearance in your show and you use their song for this terrible sequence, because it, this makes Bart look like a psychopath. like this is like this is like oh we need to take this kid to a therapist like this is dangerous we need to talk about kevin like this is terrible awful gross stuff and it's played for laughs again it's just like oh isn't it funny no it's not funny where like this child is like abusing a man no, it's not funny. Why is it funny? What's the fun here? I wrote this down at some point. What is the fun part of this? I guess it's supposed to be funny because it's Bart fighting
1: his nemesis physically, uh, which a lot of people find hilarious and interesting rather than, you know, thoughtful. Here, Matt, here's my review. So, bleh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's basically where it's at. Anyway, so we have the Ramones montage, um, which is is, is fine um stupid but whatever uh we go back to marge who has made a windmill for lenny to grind his corn because he can't stand the price of uh i believe it's a cornmeal. and yeah uh they do the whole switch thing once it's built uh lenny and carl come out and lenny and carl are huge misogynists i almost captured this but i hated it so much i was like no i don't want to listen to this again uh because basically Homer starts off with the oh yeah it was definitely me haha ha. and of course Marge is mad and makes her normal you know uh sort of growling noise which Lenny and Carl think are a power tool uh so they start beating up Homer's toolbox and then we find out at the beginning of the next scene they ran it down a hill um so they almost killed Marge probably should have killed Marge uh Homer is apologizing which is what he should have done, but also refusing to stop doing it
0: because otherwise he would look bad in the community. So I, yeah, I, again, it just makes everyone terrible. That's all it does. Marge is upset. I'm like, you're stop. Just don't hide Marge. Like literally come out of the toolbox. Why are you hiding? Why? Like, what are you doing? Just come out of the, you're in the toolbox. Just open up the door. What are you doing?
1: I go, look, here I am. I'm the one who did this.
0: It's so, uh, God almighty. God almighty. It real dumb. So, uh, at this point, Marge
1: quits. She says, I, she finally does what she should have done in the first place and says, okay, I am done with this. Uh, I'm I'm not going to help you anymore. And Homer goes, fine, I don't need you uh, because that's exactly what this Homer would do. Uh, and then we get a little stinger of the B-plot where uh, Bart is forcing Skinner to let him put Firecrackers and cats into his pants, and I just, I just, I'm so done with this idiotic beat plot. But that is how the act ends. We go to commercial.
0: Oh my god! Ugh. Oh my lord, Matt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. We come back 13 minutes and 35 seconds. Okay, they've hired Homer, a carpenter, Matt. He is a carpenter. Huh? They've hired him to fix a roller coaster. Isn't that what carpenters do, Robbie? No. I mean, a carpenter oh. might help, but a single car—he's not a contractor. What is this?
1: He's not a contractor, and this involves civil engineers and the kind of these kind of things. It's not what a woodworker or a carpenter would do.
0: Like a carpenter might have input on, like, and I mean, carpenter in the loosest sense of the term—in someone who you know uses wood to build things. But in right. the, the kind of carpenter that Homer and Marge have done so far, the carpentry they've done is the kind you'd see in those Time Life books, like household carpentry. The biggest, the biggest sense of scale is the gazebo. But even like most stuff, it's bookshelves, it's chairs, it's tables. They don't fix roller coasters. There's no roller coaster design in a Time Life book about carpentry. So they are literally. This is them like going, ah, oh, who cares. This is what that this is this is them going oh who cares we could make this any sense like when you don't ground this in realism it immediately makes me not care about it and I, I mean like it's a stupid already but every single step along the way they they self-sabotage they introduce things that make the that me take the episode less seriously and maybe they don't care but that's not a Simpsons episode anymore um and we get this scene where Homer is faced with a bunch of other construction workers uh and basically drives them all off
2: now as i see it the problem with this roller coaster is there are too many boring going up parts we need to replace them with tick ass going down parts oh yeah going down parts oh uh, mr simpson shouldn't we begin by securing the strut? hmm let me mold that over <laughs> Oh, I don't know anything about (laughs) struts. This guy's all bubble and no level. So what? He's paying us 50 grand. And I promised these guys money I don't have. And they're gonna be so mad. (laughs) Let's go home. Maybe I can sneak home without them seeing me. (laughs)
0: yep um i don't know i don't know matt um there's obviously there's like a there's like dozens of things like we're like they bring up the idea of money here where he's promised these guys lots of of 50 Mm -hmm. grand to fix the roller coaster which i don't think that's an unreasonable amount of money to fix a roller coaster if you're looking at it um i don't think that's unreasonable I think like I don't have no I have no true idea of how much it costs to fix wooden roller coasters, but I assume it's expensive. So when they're uh, when I assume that they would pay home or something to fix this roller coaster, right? I would assume. So why couldn't he? Why couldn't he hire these people? Let them fix the roller coaster. He gets paid for it and then he gives the money. That's what a contractor is guys. I don't like I don't know what this is like. That's what a contractor is a contractor. And hires other. He finds craftsmen to fix a problem and then pays them for it. So you don't have to. So you don't have to juggle like fifty different tradesmen with and paying them all. You you pay one guy and he handles everything else. That's what a contractor does. That's what is this what that's what Homer is in this case. But instead he goes no I don't have any money. Really? Then what are they? Are they not paying you to fix this roller coaster?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things about being a contractor like that is generally you do the work. You get paid a little up front and a little on the back end. That's that's the way these kind of things work.
0: So I don't know why I just. Why couldn't Homer hire these men to do it? He doesn't have to pay them right now. You pay them after the work is done and then he would get paid and they would get their money again. Roller coaster. Stupid idea. But then again, you're like, okay, uh, I guess Homer doesn't have a job anymore, by the way. No, of course not We don't talk about that We don't even mention it Like it does They used to Whenever Homer used to go get a different job They'd at least have a throwaway line But this is just like No, Homer's just That's all he does is Now he's a carpenter They even have Lenny and Carl in this episode They don't even say anything You can have Lenny and Carl ask Like, Homer, are you coming to work tomorrow? Like, that That's all it takes, man Literally All it takes is Lenny and Carl going Hey, Homer, are you coming to work tomorrow? How long? That's six seconds They can't even do that Um Skinner has a nightmare about Bart um, because, of course, he would. Uh, Bart is torturing him. I'm, I assume he is under a lot of stress. So Bart is acting. This is and he wakes up to the nightmare. Matt, Matt I'm going to go over this very in, very, very in detail. This one scene. It's very short. Skinner wakes up, has a nightmare of, of Bart abusing him. He wakes up to Bart still there with that same peanut on a stick. And Bart is there. Literally, I'm guessing this is Skinner waking up after sleeping all night, right? This is him in the morning. I would hope. And so that means Bart has broken into their house. What? Where is Skinner's mother, by the way?
1: Uh, Where's Agnes? Not
0: germane to this uh, episode. What's not? Her son is literally getting tortured. She doesn't do anything about it. We yeah. don't even get a joke about it. It's not even like Agnes, like, oh, stand up for yourself, Seymour. We don't even get that. But Bart is there at the foot of his bed. He's like, I brought you breakfast. And it's literally a pile of garbage. And then it cuts away. And I am assuming that this is them telling us, oh, Skinner, so he doesn't get poked with that peanut, ate garbage, literal garbage out of a trash can for breakfast. Apparently. What's the fun part of this? I ask again, Matt, what is the fun part of this? No clue yeah One, well, no I this is, is dumb I, I it's terrible Skinner is then uh t- Bart takes him to the uh to to comic book guy and he wants him to stand in the comic shops window and suckle a doll of Bilbo baggins apparently what is this uh and but Skinner gets the idea from comic book guy that of of, of kryptonite first of all Skinner doesn't know what kryptonite is doesn't know how's that possible Matt as if there's a person in the western world who doesn't under- know what kryptonite everyone is. you don't have to read comic books to know what kryptonite is everyone knows who superman is and everyone knows what kryptonite is it is it is a t- like you were taught that as like a baby you no know, everyone knows it skinner doesn't know and he learns he he understands that he, he oh kryptonite maybe bart has a kryptonite ding 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 light bulb epiphany here so he breaks skinner i mean at this point i am i'm kind of okay with skinner's behavior because bart is literally torturing him um but this is a horror movie because skinner goes into dr Habert's office and finds out that bart is allergic to shrimp so he can counteract his own allergy with bart's so now we cut back to the a-plot i hate all this man i cannot overstate this i hate it all this is all terrible. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Um we now get Lisa as quote unquote the voice of reason and uh she guilt trips Homer uh for being bad.
2: Dad, here's a thought. If you just gave Mom credit, maybe she could help you. Sweetie, you don't understand. If I can do this myself, then all those lies I told will be true. Don't you want Daddy's lies to be true? I'd like a Daddy who lived in the real world. To Daddy, the real world gets fainter and fainter every day. Mm. Good morning, Seymour. You may be wondering what I'm doing with this hat full of maggots. Actually, I'm not wondering at all. Simpson, you've been waving your nuts in my face for too long. Eat shrimp and
1: die! No, I'm allergic! Stick on stick, just like the knights of old. If this was Bart versus, say, Nelson, or any other child, this would almost make sense that's the kind of things you do as a kid you find your nemesis weak point uh as an adult hopefully you, you would avoid people like that if possible but you know as a kid and you would basically fight them as if it were life and death and in this case it could be because of allergies but but why is skinner an adult doing this
0: man there's so many foundational problems that rise way before you ask that question it's like this the there the, if you're gonna have this you have to set up like Skinner's doing it because Bart is Torturing him honestly but You would have to have like a whole episode built around Skinner You know doing bad things To Bart for no real Reason you'd have to set this up but they Don't so it just makes Bart look like a Sociopath and Like he's literally gonna have Skinner eat maggots Mm, Or do something with them it's just Which is I cannot overstate How disgusting That is um. So maggots, gross. Maggots are disgusting. So that's the like. It's like every step along the way, you're like, oh, this is so like. They just go. It's so visceral. It's so viscerally disgusting. You're like, I have no. There's no like part of me that goes, oh, this is fun. I just get oh People <laughs> eating trash. oh Maggots. Like ugh. This is so gross. And then we get this fight scene, Matt. It's it's over a minute yeah. long. It's a minute. In a half long, probably. And it is set to Duel of the Fates from Star Wars from Episode One. Uh I love Duel of the Fates. It's the best part of Episode One. <laughs> that that one piece of music is the best part of Episode One. And they are fighting with their the two food items on a stick. And they're fight they they end up fighting on top of a bus, Matt. Which is something that principals do at their elementary school. Uh, students all the time, and they're up there fighting, and they're like trying to avoid stuff, like the street signs around, and trying to avoid street signs. But then, Matt, but then mm-hmm. they there is a like a low overhang or something, or a bridge, I think, and they stay on the top of the bus as the bus goes under the under this low bridge, and both Bart and Skinner carve a path. Through the concrete, like they're Superman. Well, Robbie, do you know that they're not Superman? I hate this man, I hate it. This is so <laughs> stupid. Okay. I hate this. It is so aw- like, what is this? Why you cannot just dismiss reality like this? This isn't even entertaining. Like, what is yeah, this? Well, Simpsons, we, we we did the Bob's Burgers
1: episode, um, for our, our uh Patreon subscribers, uh, early before we did this, and in that episode. Uh, Bob and the family take in a mentally unstable homeless person who was living in a storage locker that they uh, inherited. That's a crazy thing to do, as is what, everything else that happens in that episode. But they're not defying physics. It's a little weird, but like we've often said, you get one gimme with an episode. All right, this is our premise for the episode. In this episode, I, I, w- what? Like Robbie said, you're, you're, you have Simpsons characters tunneling through concrete, essentially. I just no
0: i get that there are some cartoons that are like this but this is not one of them the simpsons is built on these people being a real grounded family now you have them doing lightsaber battles with allergic food items and they're carving paths through stone like they are superman they are human why are and and if they can do that why are they avoiding street signs if they are this strong like this is... You cannot do this. You are not good enough to manage this tone, The Simpsons. You just had a scene where Bart made Skinner eat garbage. Like, I don't care about this. I actively hate this because you're making everyone in this episode terrible. Ugh. Um. Then we eventually... They eventually get into... I get something... A, like a Thai food factory? I guess. That's what it's called, man. I don't I just, like... It doesn't like... mean... I feel like this entire episode is
1: just that stupid beam. It just says, I guess, when you're shown something.
0: Yes. They go into a Thai food factory, and there's a, a very quick uh, sign gag where it says, formerly Petco, which,
1: ooh, right.
0: wow, guys, really? This is what we're doing? I mean, we had that racist guy in the mall earlier, so I sure, could, why not? I, like, it, that is a character Matt, but it's not like explicitly racist. I'll give it that, you know. Okay, it's just, it's fair, just like a caricature fair. of a Middle Eastern man, a Turkish man. But this is like explicit. Like, oh, isn't it funny that that isn't it like Asian cuisine? They eat pets. And You're like, is this what we're we're doing that for? Like a Thai food factory, formerly Petco. This is the that. I mean, to be fair, that is the level of joke we generally get in this episode. It's not there's. It's very like we had Marge going peanuts and looking at a peanuts cartoon earlier. So yeah, of course, that's what there is. So. After this long fight sequence, they end up in this factory over a vat, over a vat of peanut shrimp, Matt. Oh, no. They've been hoisted by their own petards. The thing they're both allergic to. Uh, and they keep fighting over it. The walkway gives way for some reason. Like, this is a bad action movie. And they both fall into this vat of peanut shrimp. To be fair, to be fair here skinner
1: says hey we should do this you know this is this will hurt us both and bart says i don't care and launches both
0: of them into the peanut shrimp
1: because once again in this episode bart is a psychopath
0: i don't know how they they don't die honestly they are like immersed in this thing that they are in both of them not just a little allergic like they swell up like balloons like they need they need uh an epipen, or they're gonna die who saves them how do they not die I mean, there are no workers in this plant because, you know, it's part of an action movie. So no one works in this. I guess so. There's just vats (laughs) of vats of peanut shrimp just sitting around, which is not also how this all works, but whatever. So we cut back to the A plot, Matt. Now, I don't I don't understand any of this. I'm going to say what happens. None of it makes sense. Homer is dressed like Mr. Monopoly, introducing the roller coaster. And it looks good. Right? I mean,
1: the portion that he's at looks fine. I think he did something to the entrance way. But as we will see, Homer gets on the roller coaster and it gets real bad, real fast.
0: I thought that was just from the cork from the champagne that did all that damage. Possibly. But any either way, like we don't see any of this. We don't see Homer trying his best. There's no like long, wacky sequence where Homer's trying to do his best to fix the roller coaster. We just jumped to a scene where the roller coaster is quote unquote fixed. Why is Homer acting like this?
1: Fantastic question.
0: Marge, answer. why is Marge so angry? Marge is like viciously angry. Didn't she get what she wanted? She's not involved in this anymore. Why why is she doing this at all? Why is she so angry at Homer? It was her idea in the first place. Uh, so Homer breaks the roller coaster with a cork from his champagne and then instead of giving marge credit which he had once tried to do and couldn't he jumps on the roller coaster and rides it why because homer is an alien i i guess matt uh, uh, it finally matt finally marge is upset that homer you know he might die that's what it takes she's worried he might die this is insane. I can't believe what I'm describing. Marge, in this case, so Mar- Homer's on a roller coaster, Matt. How long do an average roller coaster take? Uh, I don't know. 90 seconds. And we see this roller coaster is a terrible, terrible shape. So Marge, how does she, she doesn't, she literally does things that are impossible because she climbs around this roller coaster like she's Spider-Man and rebuilds it in time to save Homer. Or at least not get him killed. She does a good enough job. So as she's doing this, he yells out the truth as he's riding around on the roller coaster, which no one would hear except for March. Maybe. Yep. This is where I wrote in the notes. I hate this. I do hate this. This is so stupid. Yeah. I just assumed you wrote that. and didn't actually hate it. You were just trying to be funny. I I mean, both. I'm <laughs> tr- I do try and be funny just like to buoy up these episodes finally matt finally oh wait so homer's the the roller coaster comes to an end homer is safe but then a massive beam comes from somewhere and crushes the car he's in where does that come from what is this
1: what yeah, is and this? this is
0: a wooden roller coaster you don't have
1: i the whole point of a wooden roller coaster is that all the parts are wood
0: you don't have an i-beam in the middle of a wooden rock don't I don't know, Matt. It doesn't. It, that's like, again, the list of 10,000 things that'll make any sense in this episode. Um, so we finally get to the end. Thank God. We have finally, at the end of this episode, we are in the hospital with Homer and Marge.
2: Oh. Marge, I realized something when I was trapped under all that rubble. Marriage is the real roller coaster. I'm just glad I have you as my safety bar. Oh, I forgive you, my darling. Get well. As for you, young man, the next time you save your principal, try not to risk your own life.
1: What kind of lies are you feeding her, Simpson?
2: Mind your own beeswax.
0: I'm gonna go look at the new babies
1: ha 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 so funny
0: why how how do they have they're in the hospital Not, okay one why are they in the same room
1: because everyone in a hospital is always in the same room in comedies only in dramas do they get their own rooms
0: what <laughs> thanks i appreciate that man why do they have peanuts and shrimp well why, like, why why is this here what are you doing what are you doing simpsons god almighty this is bad i hate this episode so much this ending is them trolling us i'm convinced this is them thinking that like, oh, you know how we'd really torment our audience, keep more of this B plot of this episode, oh my god, I'm mm-hmm. so angry. uh, this episode's so bad I, I, why like this is the second third episode of the season. like wouldn't you like lead with best foot four and all that? You'd think you would think. Also, there's a man. Uh, this is in the Wikipedia this episode where uh, someone of IGN calls this episode brilliant. Did that person have brain damage? I mean, I would assume. I can't imagine who thinks of it. like I can. I can uh, get it, like I can. I, I can get past idea of someone like enjoying the episode, but calling it brilliant. Are you okay? I'm, you're a critic. Maybe they just really they, they miss Looney Tunes
1: and have decided the Simpsons is what they want. I guess so. Uh, this episode's terrible. We will rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see. Quick fix. Quick
0: fix. Ah. I mean, yes. Like, a thousand percent. (laughs) Yes. What to do with it? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to fix this. I
1: I, I don't know either. I mean, this episode just seems like it shouldn't exist.
0: I'm trying to think. Like, what's the kernel here? The kernel is... The kernel... The core of this is Marge Carpentry. Okay, so B-plot gets sent off into oblivion. We never mention it again. Uh, The A-plot is Marge learning Carpentry. And I think you can do... You can do things to salvage it and make it reasonable. Like, one... She is no longer going into people's homes and fixing things. She's not a handy woman. She's a carpenter. Carpenters make wooden things and sell them. She's not. Carpenters don't install doggy doors. That's a handyman. Different things. God almighty. I would say Marge is baking furniture. Like she's starting at the very beginning. She makes birdhouses. She makes a doghouse. Yeah, that's a great place to start. And she's trying to sell that stuff. And no one wants to buy it from her because she's a woman and they don't trust that a woman can make good things. Homer starts selling it. He has the face of it. And they start buying it. And here, Matt, here, this is important. This is an important thing. Mm -hmm. You cannot make the misogyny so blatant. You cannot have your characters literally say, man, women are incompetent. You can't say that. Like, the only, like, you can't just have them literally say to people's faces, women are bad. That is not subtle. It's not good writing. You can, you disguise it. Because that's what people do in real life. They don't, most people. Yeah, people know that that's not a, a popular opinion to have.
1: So you gotta, you know, you gotta say people go, oh, well, I don't like it anymore if I'm that as a woman. And Marge is just not doing well until, oh, there's an accident and I think Homer made it.
0: So you have them just you be more subtle with the misogyny. Me, my God, and or and in some cases maybe it's just subconscious. Maybe it's oh they like they don't realize that it's because Marge is a woman they don't like it. At least maybe not at first. Who knows? But you could still have a plot where Marge wants this credit but obviously she can't sell this stuff. I would build towards like some sort of carpentry competition. That's a very good kind of plot device that you could center this around with a big reveal at the end that Marge made the winning thing, et cetera, et cetera. You could have Homer want to reveal the truth or, or, or try and like, that's the thing. Like this has to be Marge's idea when you have, this is not a, I don't know why they made this episode about Marge versus Homer. That's the stupidest thing in the world. This is, marge versus the town this is i i think closer to um marge as a police officer episode uh what is yes. the name what's the name of the episode matt um oh no idea the springfield connection the springfield connection i feel like that like homer's not there's like homer has some reticence in that episode but it's not homer it's not marge versus homer it's marge versus the world essentially and I think that's the same regard in this episode where it is not really about, it's about uh, more about Homer trying to support her the right way and kind of failing in that way, maybe a little bit and trying to do his best, which is what we like in Homer and Marge right. trying to fight you know, societal um, influences and societal beliefs where she's like, I need to prove that a woman can do this. And like, yeah, there's a carpentry competition and Marge makes the winning thing and Homer gets the award until Marge reveals herself. No, actually I made it And Homer reveals. Like, yeah, yeah. Marge made this and, uh, maybe give her a rival carpenter in town. That is a dude. And it's a very duty dude guy, very broy guy. And he is the face of the song. I don't know. These are I like, I don't, I don't know. This idea is not, it's fine, but I, I am kind of kind of lost in the weeds because the substance is so bad. Um, that's my best. That's all I can. That's all I got, Matt. I think my brain has rotted away. I mean, you watched this episode, so I believe that. I like my brain sometimes, at least. I I don't want it to rot away. I want to keep it. But I did swear that blood oath. D D D. Now we have to review every episode. <laughs> uh, bye. We will move on to our next segment. It is time for comments of the news group. Okay, here we are dot Nerd. Obsessive. Uh, comments to this group is where I ask our patrons on patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show, uh, backing us at any level, what their thoughts on the episode were. pain the cavalcade of calamity. Uh, thanks to everyone who listened and left a review. First from Tim. I'll start off by suggesting that this, uh, this episode might not be canon. Really, it was across the board awful. I mean, the idea that Marge might take up a hobby that Homer gives up on quickly is not implausible, but there, ain't, isn't, there, there isn't anything else here. The B-plot with Bart exploiting Skinner's peanut allergy is <laughs> just inexcusable. Classic-era Bart's behavior was at times mischievous, yes, but you never got the idea he was trying to reduce his prey to nothing. Writers passed up a golden opportunity to show some of Marge's challenges while learning construction. An entire episode could even be written about that. Nope, she just has to be an instant expert. Beats out the manatee episode as nobody of as nobody of Alex's Bald Alex Alec Baldwin's stature was wasted, so projected rank is number three fifty two. Whew, worse than manatees. Hmm. Oh no. Hmm. I don't know about that. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Ah, uh, from Derek. Uh this episode aired on the twenty fourth of September two thousand six. My tenth birthday. Oh no. <laughs> That's not. Uh, fortunately, I wouldn't see this episode until many years later, so my day wasn't spoiled by this trash. The Simpsons are the most talented family on Earth. We just had Bart's instant proficiency in drumming, and now Marge has a talent for for carpentry. Everyone in town is also misogynist now, because they have to be, for the plot to work. The denizens of Springfield are apathetic, without giving a second thought to gender equality issues, but in this, they're just outright sexist. It's the laziest writing. We're a far cry from the clever subversion of your expectations of sexism when Marge joined the police force. Oh, and the B-plot. Bart's character may be the biggest casualty of the post-classic years. They have no idea how to write him. He could be a hellion at times in the past, but now they try and write him that anyway, it's always complete over-the-top, without any motivation for his actions. Didn't you used to have a rivalry with Skinner in early episodes? That's good enough reason for why he wants to murder him in this one. Why is he interested in playing the drums? Oh, because he can imagine he's beating his father senseless while playing them. He's just a sociopath. sociopath now. Very endearing. Please, Homer, don't hammer him please hammer homer in fact just hammer the whole episode it's intolerable i didn't like it by the way well duh uh from benjamin i'm probably peddling an unpopular opinion but i kind of like this one yeah probably probably Benjamin. i like the mall store opening jokes even as a royals fan oh you're a royals fan that explains a lot i guess i'm sorry yeah, that one year. I liked most of the Marge plot. It could have been better having Marge resolve her own story without Homer, but that's that. That's this era of the Simpsons. The rampant sexism is something Marge should prove wrong on her own. Also, fixing a wooden roller coaster—fixing a wooden roller coaster—is not a job for a carpenter. Felt like there were enough jokes in this one to carry me through. I'm going to pretend there was no B plot. As a side note, why have they made Krusty so unlikable in this past few appearances? He's also been—he's also—he's always been sleazy, man. Not like this. That's everyone. Benjamin, that's yeah everyone like. in this episode is
1: is much worse than they thought
0: it's the, it is i think a little bit the, the flannerization protocol where they just take one character trait and that's all they are um so Krusty is sleazy Moe's suicide flaners is jesus like they just take the one thing and just push it as hard as they can i i don't and they don't do it all the time i think that's the the one time the one thing i disagree with about the flannerization is they don't always do it it's mostly When these episodes are like clearly peddled out so quickly, they do it to save time. They're like, oh, well, I don't want to have to spend time writing a complicated character. So they're just the one note. They are the one thing because it makes it simpler. Uh, From Lauren, this episode. who Who to say it sucked is an understatement. The Marge plot had promise. It started off okay, but then yikes. I enjoyed Marge developing a skill, but she learned it very quickly. And The reasons for not employing her were stupid. My biggest issue is with the conflict between Homer and Marge, since it doesn't make any sense. Why couldn't Homer and Marge be partners? Why did she have to hide it all? Because the plot dictates it, and without the eye-rolling conflict, there wouldn't be quote-unquote jokes. Is that really why, or am I missing something? No. You, you got it, Lauren. That's it. No, not much else. Um, the Bart subplot was just asinine. He's not a sociopath. Sure, he likes to prank, but threatening someone with their allergen is not a prank. It's horrific. People with these allergies can die. Uh, sigh these episodes just make me confused tired and sad it's just a continual display of how little the writers care about a show that used to be great from jj to daddy the real world gets fainter and fainter every day this line perfectly encapsulates what they've done to homer's character over the past eight seasons thought the show would hit the bottom of the barrel with how unlikable they make homer but apparently not the episode starts off fine but goes downhill and it becomes about homer's fear of being humiliated should the truth come out i know we're well past the point of character assassination for homer But the fact that he cares more about tertiary characters like Kent Brockman think of him than respecting his wife is really depressing. Hell, he'd rather risk his own life than give Marge the credit she deserves. Are we seriously expected to root for this monster? Even by teen teen season standards, this man is completely unrecognizable. And Bart's a monster, too. Mean-spirited, too ridiculous over-the-top cartoon action sequences. Honestly, this episode caught me off guard because it's even worse than I remembered. It's a mockery of what the show once was. Only positive. Bart's line, you're like the Jesus of carpentry." Made me laugh. <laughs> That's not a bad line. They still have them those occasionally. Uh, finally from Jacob. This episode is flaming garbage. Originally, I would plan to write I hate this episode the end since I'm gobsmacked by how bad it is. The mall was devoid of jokes and Sunni smile. I thought that most Persians, a.k.a. Iranians, were Shia. I don't know. I assume that the, the writer's, writers are accurate. I, I assume the writers are wrong. That's just my safe assumption, is that the writers are always wrong. And luckily, right. luckily, it's mostly true. Uh, the episode is full of cringe, not least of which is the grossly over-exaggerated and monolithic reaction of Marge student carpentry, as well as Bart holding Skinner hostage. Thought about it for one second and realized how logistically impossible it is. These characters aren't human. They are plot devices and contrivances. The episode is mostly devoid of laughter, coming across as obvious filler. However, I will admit one bright spot. And that is Homer telling Professor Frank to stir your flubber. This is an iconic line that I adopted as a kid as a title for mathematicians, scientists, and the like. I call them flubber stirs. Wow. <laughs> that's not bad. Either. I like that. That's fun. Um, that's it. Thanks everyone for leaving your reviews. I appreciate you. You can uh, join us on our Patreon. Again, patreon.com slash slash this. i sure I leave out, leave calls to reviews on Mondays. Generally You can leave them there. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week.
2: Let's try one more number.
0: <gasps> Yellow.
2: KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog. We have a wiener.
0: Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite TV show or music about music? Lots of really good answers. Lots of, of like, a big, uh, unlike last week, there's a lot of, of variety, which I really like. Uh, Matt, take it away. Alrighty.
1: righty. Uh, first up from Andy. This is Spinal Tap. I'm sure that was a very, very popular mm-hmm. uh, choice.
0: I think that's the only one.
1: Really? Wow. OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Alex. Various hip hop documentaries. One that comes to mind is Beats, Rhymes and Life. The Travels of a Tribe Called Quest. Interesting. Uh, from Benjamin. Sound of Metal. Uh, from Lauren. Rocketman. It's for the most part an honest look into Sir Elton John's life with amazing music and acting. Uh, From Derek, can I cheat a wee bit and pick a music-related plot from an episode of Friends? Ross and Phoebe's storyline from The One Where Chandler Crosses the Line has Phoebe encourage Ross to let them hear his sound when he reveals he used to play the keyboard. Despite him being absolutely atrocious, Phoebe thinks he's amazing, so much so that she feels inferior and decides to get up the guitar. It's refreshing in that Phoebe isn't jealous of Ross, but rather in awe of him. It's also not a well tread story of Ross usurping Phoebe, as instead his music is actually dreadful. But both the episode and Jazzy and the Pussycats are ostensibly about one character feeling despondent when another character reveals musical talent. Only one doesn't veer off into an exotic animal collecting and is actually well-written and funny and not terrible. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, for Matt, I'd have to go with Tom Petty's documentary, Running Down a Dream. The doc gives you a four-hour, in-depth look at Petty's life and his band's road to success. If you ever wanted to learn more about the boy from Gainesville, give it a watch. Uh from Tim, I'll I, go with a mighty wind. Would you say something,
0: Robbie? I was gonna say I th- I think I've seen that, but I don't remember, but I need I should probably watch it again. I love Tom Petty.
1: Oh, okay. All righty. Uh from Mark, I'm going to go with yesterday. No, you skipped
0: uh, you you skipped him.
1: Oh, uh, Tim. I'll go with A Mighty Wind, which actually produced better music than many of the PBS music shows it parodied. <laughs> uh from Mark. I'm going to go with yesterday. When I first heard about this film, I thought it sounded stupid. But I gave it a chance and found it very funny and charming. It follows a musician who wakes up in a world where the music of the Beatles never existed and only he remembers it. It's worth checking out. Have you um, seen have you, have you seen yesterday, Matt? I have
0: not. Someone I saw this the other day. Someone suggested that Edge here in his light his career it is that he it literally he watched yesterday and he yeah. he's run out of the, the music that he has stolen from this fake band that doesn't, that no one else remembers. That's why his, the, the quality of his music has declined as was the joke
1: oh, that he's living out yesterday,
0: which hard to describe right. on my, on, on my part. Apologize to all the <laughs> Ed, Ed heads. <laughs> That's the probably not what he calls, fun. probably not what he calls his fans, but I'm calling them that. Okay. Fair enough for you.
1: <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, from Joshua, Don't Look Back, a 1967 Bob Dylan documentary about his 65 tour in England when he first moved away from folk music and more in, into a more rock-based style. Uh, from at El Columbia 88, Josie and the Pussycats is a masterpiece of 2000 cinema. And Archie Comics as well. Uh, from at Jessica Ruiz, one, fave movie has to have been Empire Records, but TV show the one that came to mind was California Dreams, but I don't know if that counts, but I loved it as a kid.
0: I'm not familiar with California Dreams, Robbie, are you? Uh, No. It sounds very familiar, um, but I don't remember what it was. California Dreams, IMDb, 90s television. Uh, I mean, the picture is two women playing in a band. I'm going to, it counts. I'm calling it. The IMDb picture is two women in front of a microphone. So yeah, sure. Counts. There you go. That's music. That's music. All right.
1: Alrighty, uh, let's see. From At 138 Bit, Empire Records, I still celebrate Rex Manning Day every year. <laughs> Don't we all? Uh, from At Groshan's Kevin, Rudderless, William H. Macy, not to be confused with Ned Flanders, made such a moving mo- movie about music and the distance and closeness between father and sons. Uh, from At Hippie 200, Lavie and Rose, such a beautiful, raw, and emotional film about the legend that is Edith Piaf. Never knew how tough her life was before I watched this film. Also, Marion Cotillard's performance was worthy of the Oscar she got from at john fine Two, bill and ted's excellent adventure uh let's see uh from at the board gamer whiplash jk simmons is phenomenal enough said uh from at tyler tmc tenacious d the pick of destiny which i somehow still have not seen
0: um Uh, robbie robbie are you gonna say something horrible no i i just i mean i like i like the pick of destiny i just don't know if you'd like the pick of destiny matt oh really okay i mean you should there. still watch it because it's, it's <laughs> there's only it's the only movie where dave Grohl plays the devil where he, dave Grohl, the drummer the guitarist the lead singer of the foo fighters plays satan in a movie it's the only time i mean, so, besides real life right dave Grohl's a great man he's a nice guy in real life he does lots of good things he's i like, know okay i he's know not, he's not the devil don't say that that's mean
1: I'm just saying, maybe the devil isn't as bad as we all thought, and it's Dave Grohl.
0: Oh, I see you're twisting it a little mm. Twisteroo. I see. Okay,
1: exactly. exactly. All right. All right. Uh, and finally, from at hardware o four, that
0: thing you do, Robbie. What is your pick? My answer is I. I don't know. I don't. I didn't do this on purpose, but it's that thing you do. I love that thing you do. Uh, really? You don't like That thing you do? I love that thing you do. It's so. I mean, it was fine. The thing. The, the okay. Here. One, I I've watched it a bunch of times uh, over my over my life. I think it is, it's a lot of fun. It's a very like cheery kind of sweet movie. And I cannot uh, understate like how many movies there are that are about music, fictional mo- movies at least. You know, documentaries and stuff like that. They it, they can just use real music, um, but a lot of movies like that are about music the music isn't itself not that good they don't write the good represent good enough representations of the music they're they're talking about that thing you do is an incredible pop song that every time i watch that movie is stuck in my head for days and i uh, it's uh really i don't know simple but clever like simple writing that really works and i think that always wins out for me is just like it's not complicated, it's very simple and easy, um, but and it tells a simple story that, I don't know, it, it entertains me. I also hear it's a runner-up pick that's under the radar, no one mentioned it, and I doubt any people have seen it, but it's called The Legend of 1900, from the 90s, uh, Sorry, Tim Roth, um, as a boy born on a big old cruise ship who is a piano prodigy. Um, it's really, really good uh it's it's a very weird movie it doesn't really fit into any kind of genre probably why it's kind of a dark horse matt what is your answer
1: i mean i'm probably gonna have to go with empire records uh as well just because it's hilarious and stupid uh and that's how i treat most music so that's that aligns very well with my attitudes
0: i'm i am a little bit surprised matt what do you think i would pick you don't pick the you don't pick UHF. You don't get a Weird Al. You don't pick Weird Al. I've never actually seen UHF. I really what? need to. Okay, well, mm-hmm. Matt, guess we have a bonus episode for this month. We have we know I know what we're oh watching. god. You love okay. Weird Al and you don't want to watch the Weird Al movie. I don't understand no, I you do, sometimes. It's it's so old that I'm worried it's going to no, be terrible. No, it holds up. It's a lot of fun. I oh, love really? UHF. Okay. okay. I mean there's a, like two things in it that don't hold up very well. Uh, but everything else, I think that UHF is still a lot of fun. Um Weird have been on the Simpsons we can that counts, right? Sure. Okay, cool. Uh next week's question, and I I don't know how how many people are gonna answer this, but I thought of it and I thought that's a fun question. Your question is what was slash is your favorite weird store in the mall? So I your local weird your local mall when you were a kid, or even now today what's the little weird store in it the store that you always like going to the store that stood out in your mind even if it's a chain you can still use that answer don't you do it doesn't have to be like a little local place it could it could still be a chain if it's weird enough where your story is fun or weird enough whatever i'm just there really wasn't a lot in this episode to draw to mine any inspiration from um i post this question on our social media twitter at Simpson Pod. You can email us at Simpsonshopod at gmail.com and um I post this question also on our Patreon. I post it publicly so everyone can see it. Um you can again find that patreon.com slash The Simpson Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for the no Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-T, The no Google Trivia is from Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions, one easy, one medium. And one hard and trying and stump the other. We are tied so far this season. Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I suppose these it are your easy question. Marge takes up what sport in life on the fast lane? I believe that's bowling. That's correct. All right.
1: Uh, all of your questions are from King of the Hill. Okay. So good luck. Thanks. In King of the Hill, who does Homer work out with secretly at night? Oh, um, Reenie or
0: Wolfcastle. You are correct. Your meme question, Matt. What size shoes does Marge wear? Shoes does Marge wear. Um, mm-hmm.
1: hmm. uh, but, um I want to say they're larger than usual. They're not Peggy Hill large. Uh nine B. Thirteen double A. Oh wow. I went the wrong way. <laughs> they're big. Alrighty. Uh in King of the Hill, uh what is McBain trying to deliver in the opening
0: movie? I don't remember any McBain at all in Tiger Roll. Um he is trying to deliver a heart transplant. If only it was something that made that much sense. Sorry, it's UNICEF pennies. Okay. I was I I like had a vision of him like having doing like a pun, like he he like use he throw like isn't there a is that am I making this up there's like a scene where he throws a heart and it explodes. <laughs> There is, but in a different episode, I think. This one
1: is the one where he's fighting the commie Nazis, and he picks up like an entire pallet of pennies to throw uh, out of the back of a fiery plane. Okay. All right.
0: Um, Your final... Your hard question, man. What stores does Homer dismiss as gift options for March? There are one, two, three, four, five of them. You Uh, will get... You can get partial credit. Oh, God.
1: Um... Season one episodes. Oh, God. Um,
0: (laughs) I honestly have no idea. Okay, Matt. Well, you have, number one, the International House of Answering Machines. Uh, (laughs) You have the Jerky Hut, uh, the Ear Piercery, the Caramel Corn Warehouse with Caramel spelled incorrectly. So that's why I say that It's, it's not Caramel Corn, it's Caramel Corn Warehouse. And finally, girdles in such fancy lingerie. Too fancy, says Homer. Too fancy. Mm-hmm. What's my hard question,
1: Matt? Your hard question. Who sponsored Abe's trip up the murder horn in
0: 1928? Did they really say it's 1928? Mm-hmm. Oh, my Lord. They're really stretching. Even at, then, at that point, you're like, oh, Abe was a, an adult man in 1928. He sure was. Okay. Um, Burns no sorry it's the butter baby flapjack company i know i know birds is wrong but i had no other answers. the the what is it the baby what the butter baby flapjack company butter baby mm-hmm. that's that's disgusting that sounds like something that was just in 1928 You're probably i mean they did a good job with that you know that's i like i like king of, the absolute king of the Hill. funny mm-hmm. you mentioned king of the hill and you mentioned Peggy and her feet size. Uh, that leaves us three to three. Matt and I are just going to punish each other with intru- incredibly difficult questions for this entire season. Uh, That's until, the idea. Until one of us gets lucky is probably the answer. Uh, we can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best best episode ever is the part of the show where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically you watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. God almighty, this episode's bad. Um, I how mean, how bad is yeah. it, Robbie? How bad is it? <sighs> it's real bad. Uh, it's bottom. It... I mean, are we talking three hundred plus? Because I'm yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, below. I think so. It's absolutely that low. It's 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 in. I mean, Jazzy and the pussycats last week's was three twenty nine. <sighs> is it worse? Ah. Uh... I think Jazzy is better. Jazzy has some jokes that I laughed at. I know. I, I hate to admit it, but this is worse than that. Yeah, I, I think Jazzy's better. Like, not by a lot. I think, like, I like the White Stripe sequence in that. And I think I laughed at a couple of the jokes in Jazzy. Um, I didn't laugh once in this episode at all. I had zero laughs. I laughed um, once, and that was the butt comment. <laughs> I laughed at you laughing at that, Matt. Is that Carol? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Um, I want to say this goes near, like, there's, like, Mobile Homer, Million Dollar AB. I think it's in there somewhere. I think this is better than Kiss Kiss Bang Bangalore. Yeah, there's less overt racism. Uh, but it's not a lot. I think it's in that area. Um, Homer, Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass. This is better than Homer and Ned's Hail Mary Pass that's fair is it no i'm asking i'm not saying i'm asking
1: oh you're at, oh, oh yeah um yes i think i think it fits in well just below mommy beerist which is dumb but i think had
0: something redeeming i think there was a, a root like a core there like that could be interesting like largely it's that relationship between marge and mo when like there's right. There's stuff in there that could be cool, and then they just kind of throw it all away. This episode does nothing all the way. Like this is not the worst of the worst, but it's still really bad. It makes no sense, and all that B plot stuff is so gross. It's so disgusting. It makes Bart look like a maniac. And I like, how do you write home? Why do you write? How do you write Bart like that? Like, it's absurd. But that's, I think that's a a fine spot for it please homer don't hammer m is the new number 335 on our list the new number 144 in post golden years ranking which is not good i think this is very clear no no it is not it's like this abysmal this abysmal thing of episode doesn't even make our like bottom 25 i think yeah no, it is no, it is literally number twenty. It's twenty five from the bottom, so that tells you. Oh wow, that's a, literally that's exactly how far it is. Okay, so Matt, we have um, one other thing, one other question to answer before we leave, and that is: Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The
2: cannon, the cannon, the cannon, the cannon, the cannon.
0: This is not a difficult. No, no, this is
1: absolutely not get this the hell out of here
0: fire the cannon (laughs) bye-bye
1: see ya wouldn't want to be ya not gonna miss ya
0: smell you later um we can uh so that's no it's goodbye forever Please Humber to Harem, not a part of the canon. We uh, can move up to our top of the list as we are working our way down. Eventually, we're going to have all these episodes sorted into canon or not canon. Um, we are at number 63 on the list, Matt, as we work our way down. It is Grade School Confidential. Uh, that's
1: that's an obvious yes for me. I mean, that one is fantastic.
0: Yeah, Grade School Confidential is a, a a really good episode. Uh, it, it's absolutely a part of the canon. I think it's essential. I think you need to, if you're going to get a handle on The Simpsons, I think, obviously, yes. Great School Confidential is a yes. Um, You can find this list at our website. This is thesimpsonshow.com. It has links to everything on there, including our Twitter and our RSS feed and our Patreon. Our next episode, Matt, is Treehouse of Horror 17. Oh, thank God. A respite. Yeah, even the worst of the... Trials of Horrors are generally pretty entertaining because there's so less requirements for them. But we have Married to the Blob. you got to know when to Gollum or golem, and the Day the Earth Looks Stupid. Oh, boy. Which this episode guest stars Richard Lewis, Fran Drescher, Dr. Phil, Sir Mix-a-Lot, and Maurice LaMarche as Orson Welles. So that's next time. You can watch along with us. Um... Before we go, you can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman. That is my name. And my name is also where my website is. It's RobbieDorman.com. There's links to everything I do on the internet on my website, my other podcasts, and links to purchase my horror novels. There are eight of them. My newest is called Death Rattle. It's about a grizzled Texas redneck defending his small, dying town from greedy capitalist vampires um you can find it on amazon uh you can read it for free with kindle unlimited check out all my books love everyone who takes takes a chance on them buys them reviews them i love y'all um matt does not participate in social media you will not find him. uh that is true it's summer it's hot i don't do anything don't bother it's a solid answer matt i appreciate that Mm -hmm. with that we will call today i'm robbie and i'm matt Keep watching the subsets. Except maybe not this one. Except for this one. Yeah.